Welcome to the Kumi Sharik podcast. I am Kish Kumi Price. I'm Dina Sharik. <laughs> and we are excited to bring you another episode today. It is Arise Beloved, Be Holy as I Am Holy. Yes, yes. <laughs> and for those who may see the title or be thinking, I don't know, because uh, I, I do uh, want to say this. What's that? I wasn't saying they're looking. You you see when we, people we start talking about holiness. Yes, it, it just turns people away. Don't I know? Away. So this is don't turn away. And now that I'm, we're saying it out loud, the title may be different <laughs> when we post it. But let's stay with us. And this is the reason why is because a lot of times when you hear holiness, and I know some people have had bad experiences with, you know, holiness churches and things like that. But understand why this is so important. Like that's what we're going to dig into today. So I want I felt like we needed to say that because this good is is so, so good. Um, it could be the missing ingredient to whatever smoothie you're drinking when you think about <laughs> the goodness of the Lord and like what it means for us. So uh, Dina, do you mind sharing our guide? Uh, grounding scripture. Yes, yes, yes. So we are going to be in First Peter chapter 1. We're going to go to verse 14 and we're going to read through 16. As obedient children, do not be conformed to the former lust, which were yours in, in your ignorance, but like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves also in, in all behavior, in all your behavior, because it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. It is written. It's written. <laughs> it is written. Yeah. Okay. So what, I mean, when you hear that scripture and you think about what that means, right? Because there's also scripture that speaks about us being like filthy rags, right? In our own selves, like in... Mm -hmm apart from Christ, that's how we appear yeah. with him. We become holy. So yeah. when he, when he's issuing this um, guidance and basically saying, check your behavior, because that's what it comes across as, right? Like your behavior should be seen as holy. What does that look like to you? I mean, you know, it's not sexy. Right. Most people be like, right. it's uptight, it's rigid, it's um, boring, it's no fun. I can't do what I want to do. I can't say what I want to say. Mm -hmm. um, it's just not for me. Right. Mm -hmm. And I think that mm -hmm. we live in such a society where anything goes. The whole right. YOLO, I think people are still rocking with you only live once. Right. And mm -hmm. so when you have that frame of reference, and when you look at holiness that way, you are always going to be turned off by it. It's right. never going to be appealing. It's never going to be fun. It's going to feel like a punishment. And it's mm -hmm. not meant to be a punishment, right? Mm -hmm. Like the Bible talks about he chastises those that he loves, mm -hmm. right? And so that means that yeah. he loves you enough to give you some boundaries, to set right. the standard, right? Right. Like to set up 
what you should do, what you shouldn't do, right? If you're a good parent, mm-hmm. we got parents that listen to this, you, aunts, uncles, whatever, grandparents, mm-hmm. <clears throat> you've given your children boundaries. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? They can only go so far to the left, only so far to the right. Because, mm-hmm. and how many times, especially as African-American parents, you didn't told your kid, now don't get out here in these streets acting like a fool. And they right. looking at me saying, I ain't raised you right. You see what I'm saying? Right, you know what I mean? right, right, so if right. You think that way, as parents, don't act up because you're a direct reflection of me. Mm-hmm. I kind of feel mm-hmm. like God might feel the same. You all yes. are my children. You right. are. You say right. you're mine. I need right. you to reflect who I am. You can no right. longer reflect who who you've been. Mm-hmm. Now that we've met, and now that you have mm-hmm. decided, because I didn't push my way into your life, I didn't. Right, right. I didn't. You said you wanted to be mine. You said Jesus grafted me in. You said I don't want to be an orphan anymore. You said that. So since you said that, mm-hmm. here's some things. Here's some things that I would like you to do as your father. Right. As your father, here's some boundaries. And I think that we have to look at it that way rather than it being a a punishment. It's really not a punishment. It's really, mm-hmm. really not. And the more and more you understand the God that you serve, you know, I mean, right. okay, so I'm thinking about, I don't want to take the whole conversation over, but this God is loving, right? He's, he's absolutely loving, but he's also God of wrath, right? He handles business. Right. Okay. What, what are we saying? Mm-hmm. I'm standing on business. Is that the same? Mm-hmm. I'm a mm-hmm. special because I use it appropriately. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but okay. So we were talking about the, the scripture, right? When um, King David was bringing the Ark of the Covenant back, right? He was bringing it back. He was dancing. There was joy. The Levites was there. They was carrying the Ark mm-hmm. of the Covenant and the Ark of the Covenant went to slip. Yes. Went to slip. Now, who was it? Was it Azazah? Azazah? Am I thinking right? Isaiah. Isaiah. Yeah. Isaiah. Okay. Mm-hmm. At any rate, read, read, read it. We'll, <laughs> we'll make sure the notes reflect the scripture. He went to catch it. He mm-hmm. went to catch the Ark of the Covenant because he didn't want it to fall to the ground. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, he was not, he had not been dedicated to that service. Right. He hadn't been dedicated to do that service. Right. So because he wasn't dedicated to do that service, he was out of order because he had given he had been given his own set of boundaries and rules. The Levites, the ones that were responsible for all they were supposed to have. Now, if a Levite wrenched out to grab it, it would have been no problem. Mm-hmm. But because he went out of bounds, God is holy. He cannot mm-hmm. lie about who he is. And mm-hmm. on that day, he lost his life. Right. He did. God is that yeah. holy. And I'm not saying that to be scary, to be like, dun, dun, dun. Listen, you need to understand the God that you serve. Yes, he is loving. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's forgiving. Yes, he's all that. He's also holy. And there is a requirement, right? Mm-hmm. And here's the mm-hmm. thing. If you go on and read the rest of that story, David was scared. He got right. scared. He said, you know what? Take the Ark of the Covenant over to Obed-Edom's house. Just let it let it chill over at Obed Edom, right? Yes. And it, and and the Bible says that Obed Edom Obed Edom's house was blessed, like everything, because it was a that represented the presence of God. 
Mm -hmm. The very presence of God rested in Obed-Edom's house. Don't you think everything would be blessed? So I don't Mm -hmm. want you to think and hear this story and think about, oh, God killed somebody right in the middle of the street. He did because he's that holy. Mm -hmm. And we have to. We have to treat him that way because here's the thing: if you, if you, if you, because I, I know everybody's parents ain't been the best, but if you have somebody that you really respect, you don't talk to them any kind of way, you don't treat them mm-hmm. any kind of way, you know. Mm-hmm. And so we just got to understand that God being holy and Him asking us to be holy is because it's out of a love, it's out of us, Him having desire for us to reflect who He is as we bring others to Christ. So. I'm going to stop talking. That's good. No, that's good. I'm fact-checking names here. So the pronunciation is Uzasa. Uzasa. So it's, but it's it's spelled U-Z-Z-A-H, I think. But anyway, so this is, I I did, I have to pull it back up. (laughs) But yeah, um. U-Z-Z-A-H. Yes, but he was the yeah. one who tried to catch the um, Ark of the Covenant. So, yeah. I, you know, I do, I will say, and I, it was something we were talking about before we hopped on, but the inclination that you may have, and for me, I know I'm, I'm always like about, I love order. I like order. Things make sense when you have order. And God is a God of order, right? He's a God of decency and order. And so because of that, I also, I was, I remember even at a young age, just liking to have order in in the classroom and everything, like follow the rules. This is what we're supposed to be doing. And so um, I thought about that because, you know, if you take that to the extreme, you can become like the Pharisees. Because the Pharisees pretended to be all about the rules and the law, uh, and this is what the covenant says, but they were also very hypocritical and didn't adhere to what they were even expecting everybody else to do. But at the same time that God is a God of order, he is order. He is the order. He's the rule. He is the ruler, right? He creates the rules, but he's also the ruler and the rule. And we were talking about this because... There are times when if you become too focused on uh, the the principles, then you miss the principle. <laughs> if you become too focused on the rules, you miss the ruler. And there are times where God will call us to do a thing that seems to go against the rules or the principles. And you have to be more in tune with who he is and his voice than you yeah. are with what was. And so that is, that is a huge part of what happened. Like we're, we're preparing, we're in Lent season and we're preparing for, uh, to celebrate the resurrection, death and burial and resurrection of Christ. And in so doing, it is a reminder that that's why he had to come is because he knew that humans were not able to follow enough rules to make themselves holy. Like it just couldn't happen. It it was not possible. So he became that for us. So anything that we are is because of him. So his holiness, our our holiness is attached to his holiness is because he is holy. And because Holy Spirit resides in us, that's why we then are holy. And so when he's asking us to 
be holy. And he's requiring of us and saying, be holy. And that's a command. It's because there's work that we have to do to be in that space, to, to, to be holy. And I was just thinking about this actual, you know, something that happened with a friend, friend of a friend kind of, um, but the situation was one in which the kids were mm-hmm. penalized for an adult disagreement. So because an adult was mad at the parent, that adult then penalized the kid in a way that he knew would impact that parent. So yeah. then that parent is now in a place where they're trying to move on. They're trying to comfort and and console their, their child for something yeah. that's a wrong that was committed that they know they should not have to experience, you know, the, the pain of somebody's immaturity, but here they are. And I saw in a comment where the gentleman said, basically, I hate that my child is having to go through this, but I will never forgive the people who did this. You know what I mean? The cowards that did this. Okay. And at the same time that if you, if you know, you know, just, and I, I know I've spoken in very general generic terms, but at the same time that, you know, the gravity of what happened and just how much that statement would ring true with most parents, right? Like you would feel in your bones, a desire to do whatever you could do to right the wrong. And also mm-hmm. to still hold that person accountable for what they did and also not to forgive them. Like all of that would seem justified in flesh, in our flesh, right? In our humanness. Yeah. But when God calls us to be holy, he's saying you're set apart. You're different. I'm calling you to be how I am. So if I am able to forgive the very people who crucified my son, if I, God the Father, am able to forgive those who crucified my son and I, Jesus, am able to say in the moment of my crucifixion, Father, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. Then we, as his followers, have to be in a place where we have that same holiness, that we adopt that same kind of turning away from our fleshly desires, that we actually feel like we have the right to be upset. We have the right to not forgive these people. But he's saying, no, like you, I've called you to be holy. I've called you to be set apart. I've actually called you to forgive them, even though they they are super trash for doing what they did. Yeah. And that's what he's calling us to do. Absolutely. And that's why it feels so like ugh, and rigid and who wants to, you know, talk about holiness and who wants to talk about what's required. Well, it is it's because of what's on the other side of it. So at the yeah. same time that I know I in my heart of hearts, hopes and I hope and pray for restoration. Like I want that child to receive everything that God has for him. And I want those parents to be restored and I want relationships to be restored. I also know that it's contingent. Some of that is contingent upon forgiveness. Like you're not even going to see the fullness and the fruit of what could be unless you fight for holiness in the situation. Yeah. And that's where it becomes like icky. 
Yeah. No. And I love that because, you know, it, it being holy requires for you to assess your entire life. <laughs> right. Right. Your, your whole, how you address, how you behave, how you talk, what you entertain. Um, I was watching a show like I was before now I was watching. I, I went on to um, Amazon Prime and I was like, this, I don't go on there very often. What's on Amazon Prime? And so I came across a show called Harlem and I was like, oh, what's this play? And I, after a while, I was like, I can't watch this. I can't watch this because I'm holy. I can't, and I literally, I literally, you guys, I was, I was upstairs, fooling with my hair, fluffing or whatever, and I was headed in the background, so I would, I could hear it more than actually see it because I was busy. And I hit, I hit stop, and I said, "You know, God is not pleased with this show." <laughs> I mean, this is what I said. He's, not, and he's not, he, and, and most importantly, he's just not pleased with you watching it because you know better. I literally was saying this right. to myself: "You mm-hmm. know better than." Right to avail yourself to this show listen i'm not having anything against the show don't please don't text me or anything about i like harlem you can like it you can like it and you can love it and that's fine right i'm i'm going to accept the standard that i feel that god has placed within me and so me hitting pause and hitting stop was me saying i i'm gonna choose this god because i don't feel i feel like this might cause some separation i feel like this might cause some you know, some things or whatever. Because it's, I mean, it's, it's all things in there. Sex, it's all kinds of topics, cussing, everything else. And I was just like, I don't want, no, I mean, they right. don't work, they don't work right. what I'm right. going to do. Here. You know what I'm saying? And so you really do have to assess your entire life every single moment. And you have to line it up with uh, what you feel God is leading you to do. I mean, that whole thing back in the 80s, was it 80s or 90s? What would Jesus do? Mm-hmm. Literally, what right. would Jesus do? Like, literally, yeah. what would Jesus do? And it's not about mm-hmm. looking to what your friend did, what your brother did, what your mama did. What is God telling you to do? Because they're very likely going right. to be doing something different. They exactly. are. They're going to be doing something different, and they are not the standard. God is a standard. He has set up what, how he will want you to function, how he will want you to, to, to live. And, and really, I mean, I think, I mean, it goes back to... I mean, when he talks about former lust, well, we know lust is a sin, right? We know it's our sinful nature, you know? And so, you know, we really got to get to a point where you like, there ain't nothing really to go back to. You know, I've been, I've been on this side with Jesus for, for a good while. And now that I look back over my shoulder, that's a desolate land. My, my whole, my whole past is like Sodom and Gomorrah. Lord, Lord, right. burn it down with fire and brimstone. <laughs> burn it up, right. God. You know what I'm saying? And that that really because a lot of times people feel like holy is not holiness is not attainable. Mm-hmm. It's too far out of my reach. If God is holy, how could I possibly hope be holy? Because I'm not God. So how, how do you right. expect me to do this? Because I'm in the earth. I'm living this. I'm doing this. I'm doing that. You guys, we say it all the time. It's a relationship. You mm-hmm. do not wake up one day. You don't. And like, I'm holy. Right. You're not. Right. You're just not. There's not enough schooling. Right. Because we we saw we saw that Saul went to school. He's very smart. In the Bible. (laughs) We saw that. And was he acting holy? Right. He was not. Right. Right. And so it, it wasn't until an encounter 
Yes. With God, that he was able to really start to walk out what the holiness part looked like. Listen, I feel yeah. like- Yeah, and it's funny though, you, mm. <laughs> when you good. think about like, I know when I've heard about an injustice or something that's occurred uh, from the police, right? Let's use that as an example. Mm-hmm. And they say, well, we are going to issue an internal investigation. You know, we're we're going to start an internal investigation. And yeah. people who are aware and people who've kind of been involved and <laughs> lived lived a little bit of time, okay, mm-hmm. can look at that and say, what's really gonna come from that? Right? Like how objective do you think you're really going to be in this internal investigation, right? Because your goal is not to expose that you didn't or your colleagues didn't do their job properly. Right. Um, So it's the same way, I believe, when it comes to, as we're talking about holiness, because it can't just be that this is on you. It can't be that you're like, am I good? Because I know in the last episode, Dina, you brought up like having a basically like having a case of the not me's like not me like I oh no I'm good and if we were to do our own personal scan we'd probably feel like we were okay right but Mm -hmm. we're not supposed to compare ourselves amongst ourselves but we're also not called to solely do an analysis on our own that's why we have Holy Spirit to lead and guide us that's why we have friends and family and folks that we're doing life with, right? That can also help to show us where we have blind spots and show us where there may be work that needs to be done. And sometimes God can be speaking through other people and we have to be open to that, right? And when we're reading the word and we're, you know, like it shouldn't just be that you're reading it just to be reading it. You really should be asking God, as I'm reading this, Reveal to me, you know, what it is that you you are saying to me personally. Are there things that I need to be working on in my life that I need to be aware of? Yeah. That's where it starts. And that's just being honest about, you know, some people aren't ready for that. Like you're in a place where you're just like, I don't want to know. But you need to know. You right. want to. You think you don't want to know, but you really do. Like because you really it's do. attached to everything else. Yeah, I love that you said that because as you, when you were speaking that the scripture came up, so I would get on my phone real quick so I could pull it up real quick. <laughs> okay. Uh, Proverbs 21, 2 and 3. This is the Amplified Version. It says, every man's way is right in his own eyes, but the mm. Lord weighs and examines the hearts of people and their motives. Come on. Come on. Every that's what, I mean, it's really right in their own the eyes. time. Yes. It's the time that we're in, if you think about it, right? It's like everybody has an opinion. Everybody, you know, don't tell me I'm okay. And and that's on you. And for 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 people that may have started shying away from like helping uh those of us, like helping each other to live a life of faith and walking, like being Christ followers, if you've gotten shunned because of your efforts in doing that. Just remember that we answer to God. And so we don't have fear of man. It's fear of God. And so when he asks you to do something, do it. 
And it's okay if they have a problem with it. They don't like what you had to say, but you said it. Now it's off of you. Like your hands are clean. And so that, because that's where we are. Like the world is full of everybody yeah. doing as they see fit, as they, as they see fit. Yes. Think, you know what you just said though, what Kish did not say is that you have a free license to go and talk crazy <laughs> to somebody. Exactly. You don't, right? <laughs> that's not it. That ain't it either. It. Right. I mean, when you're sharing the gospel, right? Jesus is love, right? Love should lead mm -hmm. everything that you're doing, right? Yes. And so when you're yes. sharing the gospel, you you allow Holy Spirit to guide you in how you connect to that person, mm -hmm. right? In, in the mm -hmm. area, in the way that you introduce or you remind, you know what I mean? You got to let God teach you how to sow the seed and how to water. Because mm -hmm. I remember like for me, <laughs> it's gotten better. Thank you, Jesus. But my, my family used to talk about how like, like brash I was like how like boom like and just and I'm done like and I would just be right. I would walk away the sentence is done and I could have spoken the whole all of the truth all of the truth it was not in love it was not kind and because of how I spoke it was immediately rejected it didn't even matter mm -hmm. what I said it is the tone in which I said it so just it's a caveat to that. Like, this is not a license to go out and talk crazy to people. And you also need right. to understand that Jesus did die for them. Whether they yeah. have decided to accept him, he's actually already did the work for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And, and if you want them to see the goodness of God, it got to be through you. So you can't go talking crazy to nobody because they're like, no. well, why would I want to come to Jesus if, he's, if this is how he's approved to talk to people? Exactly. I mean, make exactly. it make sense. <laughs> and a lot of times, listen, I find that a lot of times when God calls me to talk with someone about something mm -hmm. that may seem convicting, that yeah. it usually isn't in a place of, you know, I'm in this high and lofty space anyway. Yeah. It's about revealing. It's almost like he usually calls me to be vulnerable about my yes. life and yes. where I've had slip ups. Right. And um you know, and I'll say, I think it's maybe a good time to talk about this because I know sometimes we have moments where we individually testify, but I had yeah. a period of time in my life, like after post-divorce, but before I got remarried, where I I allowed my um, anger or frustration about the situation and you know, of, of like, hey, I've been believing God for this marriage to change, for things to you know, like I'm fasting, I'm praying like 12 years, you know, just believing for something different and that it had to end this way. And like, God, did I miss you? Like I started questioning everything. And yeah. I remember I got to a place where I allowed myself to believe, mm -hmm. well, you got it wrong, Kish. You did get it wrong. Like mm -hmm. what you got wrong was everybody else is out here doing like living their life the way they're living their lives including the Christians, right? And you fell for the juice. You went for the Kool-Aid and you drank that Kool-Aid that saved yourself from marriage and all of that. And like, here you are. And now you, you don't even know what it's like to, you know, actually be loved in the way that you're saying you want to want to be loved. You, you've never even been with another man before. Like, you know, you get sexually, whatever you didn't get, you didn't exactly, you didn't get the pick. Right. <laughs> and so I literally, no, seriously, I took that and allowed that 
lie to become a reality for me that it and it wasn't that I felt like I was like, I didn't, I didn't turn from God in total, but in that particular area, I was very much like, all right, God, I'm, I'm going to try something new right here. Well, what am I doing? I am turning from God. I am operating in unholiness, right? Because I've said, I'm going to try out what I want to try out over here. Like I want to, I want to be in relationship, have a sexual relationship with a man without that man being my husband. Um, And that's not, that's not something God approves of. That's not something he's pleased with. And I have dealt with the repercussions of that. I've had to deal with the ugly consequences of that. Even in being remarried, right? Like having to walk through that and and share that with my husband. And who wants to do that? Like, and if I had submitted my life and continued to submit in that area of my life unto God, then it would have never happened. And I wouldn't have to be like, Dealing with that, it wouldn't have to be going through deliverance and praying for soul ties to be severed. And you don't even have to go through all that. You know what I'm saying? So like that is just an example of the fact that when he calls us, says he wants us to be holy, it's for a purpose. It's not just for the the building of his kingdom, which is paramount, but it's also for you. It's for you as the individual. He doesn't want you having to deal with the weight and the the shame and the guilt and the grime of that unholiness that's attached to you. Cause you're going to have to deal with it eventually. At oh some my point, God. Right. Yeah. I mean, it, that, yeah. that's just, and, 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 and a lot of times sooner than later. Right. And so, mm-hmm. and, and like, you know, cause you think, well, what are the repercussions? Cause some people think that the thing that they're doing is only affecting them. Right. The devil's a right. liar. It's not true. Right. It's not exactly. true. Right. And so, yeah. so there's a reason why, you know, your father did it and then your father's father did it and then your father's father. Mm-hmm. What do you think that that is? Exactly. What do you, what do you, you know what I mean? There's a reason for that because the things mm-hmm. that your father's father did, it affected his son. It affected exactly. your dad, right? Exactly. And it may be, yes. it may be, you might be in a tussle with it yourself, right? And so mm-hmm. I think like when you start, when you start digging into this holiness topic, Right. You know, you're mm-hmm. like, all right, let me see. Let me just figure out what this could look like. I want you to take an assessment of your life and the things yeah. that you've seen yourself deal with and maybe your mother or maybe your father deal with and, and go up another generation beyond them, your grandmother, your grandfather. Just take a look, right? Because whatever you're challenged with in the area of sin, those are places that that um, were not holy, Right. Those are, those are behaviors mm-hmm. that were given over to the former lust that did not come mm-hmm. under submission, right? And so it's not an accusation. It's not a, mama, look what you did to me. <laughs> Daddy, look what you... It's not that. Right. It's not that. It's it's you now being able to have the knowledge and now the power, because the Holy Spirit lies in you, to be able to flip that thing, right? Because it's just mm-hmm. one decision you got to make. You just mm-hmm. got to make a decision to live holy. Right. And it doesn't right. come overnight. Right. It comes over time and it comes out of relationship with mm-hmm. with Holy Spirit it comes out of relationship with Christ. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, being holy is far and wide and deep. It's not it an is. overnight process. It, it's a daily but, process. It literally right. is a daily process. A, yeah. I mean, I made a decision today. Mm-hmm. A, a couple hours ago, I made a decision of like, OK, this is actually. This ain't feeling yeah. like 
it's going to keep me on the on the narrow road. I feel like I'm venturing off onto the wide road. So let me, do you know exactly. what I'm saying? And there would have been a the day. Flesh. There yep. has there has been a day, Kish, where I was like, I can't wait till the next season. <laughs> See, like, <laughs> I would not have hit stop. I would have kept watching it. I would have been like, that's my favorite show. I would have went on Facebook and texted that one. Probably not because I'm not related to that. But at any rate, right, it's a process. So, yes. you know, like. It's a process. I, it is. Yeah. Let me let me hit on this real quick. So I I know it because it's playing on my mind here. We, we were um, jotting down some scriptures related to holiness. And one of them that I had was um, Hebrews 12, 14. And uh-huh. it says, make every effort to live in peace. Yep. With everyone and to be holy without holiness, no one will see the Lord. And as I'm reading that and and rereading it, thinking about why the two are together, why it says make every effort to live in peace with everyone. And then Mm -hmm. it says and to be holy. Right. Live in peace with everyone and to be holy. And yeah. The reason why it's to me it stood out is because I know that when I've been in spaces where everybody knows me, they know what I'm about, they know who I am, Mm -hmm. they know the life that I'm living, then I'm at peace. We're at peace, right? There's there's not as much of a struggle about being holy. Right. When that shifted for me was when all of a sudden I was in a new space with people who didn't know me, right? Like when I got remarried and then now I'm having to meet, you know, my husband's family and different people who don't know me, have no history, no background, don't know me at all. Right. That's where the challenge comes, right? Because you're going right. to have people who may attack your character. They may not know who you are. So they're they're hesitant. They're trying to figure things out. They may judge you based on one single act because they don't have the history, don't know who you are. And that's where God challenges us to be holy as well. And it mm-hmm. can be a struggle because especially when you feel like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. First right. of all, you don't know me, right? Like, and that we, I, that's, this is what we're not gonna do. But right. even then, God is saying to be holy. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's easy to be holy around the people that know you and yeah. that are your, your people. Right. But when God says he calls us to love, he calls us to love beyond our circle. Right. And it's even in scripture. It's like, what's the what's the point of love if you're only loving your people? Right. If you can't love outside of your people, that's not what he's calling us to do. He's saying, I need you to be holy in community. I need you to be holy individually and in community. So that's where sometimes that challenge comes, like walking in holiness is with other people because <laughs> you can be all day in your in your house and in your war room and praising and worshiping and all that and then get in your car and cussing folks out because they're not going fast enough you know what i mean like right. <laughs> that is that is that's where the challenge is so god reminds us to make every effort to live in peace with everyone and to be holy without holiness no one will see the lord no one Right. So it's not our own holiness. It's under his holiness. It's under his holiness. Some of some mm-hmm. versions of the scripture, that word holiness is sanctification. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So when we talk mm-hmm. about sanctification, we, we always say, y'all don't we say it's a process. We do. Right. The Christian that you are today 
is not the Christian that you that you were, or you sh- let's pray that that you've not on milk anymore, right? Like if you've been with Jesus for some time, you're supposed to be on like Paul says, supposed to be on solid foods. But the Christian that you right. are, right, you're not that anymore because you you're going through a process, and so right. it's also to remind you, holiness is not an overnight thing, you all. Mm-hmm. Right, it's just you saying yes, and and you say right. I'm committed. I'm committed to this yes. process, and you yes. have to be committed to it every day, every mm-hmm. moment. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, yeah. you know, we talk yeah. about we talk about love being a decision, right? Like you like it, you have to decide and you have to act upon it. There's an action that comes with it. Like love is an activity, and so I love God so much, I actively turn that show off. Because I felt like this may not make work for our, for our relationship. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so right. just be encouraged, you guys. Just, you know, we know, like we said, we opened up with addressing and acknowledging the word holiness is, you know, challenging and people stir away from it. But it, but holiness is completely attainable. It is to live yes. that type of life. It's completely attainable. And it's not as boring as you think. Yeah, it's right. It's it's where the it's where the extra happens, right? It's where the healing happens. happens. My life, healing happens. Yeah, Yeah. healing healing is attached to holiness. It really is, and it's funny because I actually, I mean, I'll share this last story on the way out. Right? I was like, hold on, God's trying to say something here for sure. My mom gave this testimony, and she, she hasn't listened to our episode talking about the Greek affiliations just yet, but she knew Mm -hmm. that we did the episode. And so she called me this morning to share this praise report from someone in her prayer group. Her, um, one of the women said that Mm -hmm. her husband was struggling. Um, he has some kind of illness and while praying for him, she was reminded that she had told him years ago before he pledged um, to, you know, for affiliation in this, this Greek letter organization that she didn't feel comfortable with it. Yeah. Like she didn't think that he should go through with it. Well, he did it and he's been affiliated for years and it came back up when she was praying for him. And she said, Hey, I think you need to look into this. And I think his son ended up sending him a video about renouncing and denouncing. My mom said that he finally did it and said that the, he admitted that the issue with him was pride. He didn't want to let go of the affiliation because he had a sense of pride connected to that organization and his interactions and engagement that he didn't want to let go of it, but God was calling him to do it. And so he finally did it. The wife was in the prayer circle this morning, just exuberant about his healing. Like all of yeah. a sudden everything has changed. His his um readings, everything is like in a positive trend now. And wow. she's attributing it to the fact that she believes that he was oppressed and that he hadn't submitted in this area in his life and that it was allowing for a stronghold to yeah. be on his life. And so yeah. that attachment of healing and holiness is real. And it's not that God does not want us to, to you know, be healed. He He says he wants our soul to prosper. He wants us to be whole and healed. 
but we can be preventing the the healing process by being in a place where we are under the oppression demonic oppression because we won't let go of something that he's saying hey this is unholy and i cannot wholly heal you i can't wholly do what i need to do because you're allowing this unholy stronghold to remain in your life so that's another just look think about that it's so good (laughs) and 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 this is not like it's all connected right but what I what what we didn't get to talk about in that particular episode, right, is that there's a lot who are attached to are part of the organizations, what have you, and they have they have great lives, right, or they have mm-hmm. lives that are seemingly enjoyable and things of that nature, and they're like, well, yeah, I'm sick, or yeah, I got this, or yeah, this is happening, and don't really realize it's a manifestation of the mm-hmm. covenant that you make with that org- organization. It's a manifestation. Right of this, right? And so I'm I'm just grateful that that you actually t- t- you know, you know, touch back to that because um there's a deeper level of freedom that God wants all of us to be able to walk in. Um right. and it is connected to holiness. It is connected mm-hmm. to living a life um that is that is guided by the Lord and, and that we and that's just it, the Lord, right? Because he can be your Come savior. Yes. He can be your savior. But allowing him to be the Lord over your life is on another playing level, right? Because he has control. He has control. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. You know, so I'm just I'm glad that you that you connected the two, that that there's healing. Um healing comes with holiness because it's Mm -hmm. it's so true, you all. And um, I just I pray that this episode has been such a blessing to you. I hope that you see holiness in in a different way. You see it in a way that um, you say, I can do that. Yeah, I, I can I can start today. I'll do this one thing today and I'll do this one thing tomorrow. Whatever the case may right. be, have a conversation right. with Holy Spirit and say, where do I begin? Mm-hmm. I, I want to mm-hmm. see if I can do this. Where do I begin? I pray that, that it's hit your heart in that way and that you see that it's it's attainable and uh, there's joy attached to it too. So uh, kiss Hallelujah. you all. Yes, absolutely. Lord God, thank you so much for just being an all-powerful, all-knowing, and loving God. Thank you that because you are holy, we too can be holy. Thank you that we're not in this alone. We don't have to go on this journey alone, that you're with us, that you give us sisters and brothers to walk with on this journey, Lord God, as well, and that we have your comforter, Holy Spirit, in us, guiding us daily. I pray that we do not quench the Holy Spirit, that we will listen, that we will allow ourselves to be vulnerable and respond to what it is that you're saying. We love you. We praise you and we thank you. And we are excited about the work that you continue to do as we walk out this life. It's in Jesus name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And we would like to end by also thanking you guys once again for listening and encouraging you to share if this is something that you think somebody else could benefit from. And we welcome our listeners from Russia. So we have another country listening in. So uh, thank you so much. And we will connect with you all next time. Kumi Shiri. Kumi Shiri, you guys. Bye. (laughs) Bye.